Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, uh, in Surah Al-Ma'arij, describing mankind, Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَإِذَا مَسَّهُ الشَّرُّ جَزُوعًا When evil afflicts mankind, he becomes complaining and argumentative. When evil afflicts mankind, when a problem comes, then all of a sudden you lose hope. Jazu'a means your heart becomes despairing and your tongue becomes complaining. So Allah Azza wa Jal is criticizing, chastising mankind for the opposite of patience. Now in today's brief khatira, you know we talk about patience a lot and we all know sabrun jameel, we all know that Allah Azza wa Jalla says, وَبَشِّرِ How about the opposite of patience? How about the one who does not manifest patience? What do we do about the one who's constantly complaining, constantly dissatisfied? Today we're going to do the flip side of being patient and that is demonstrating impatience by constantly complaining. And this is a very sensitive topic because at some level to complain is human. At some level we all complain. We have a bad day at work, what happens? We come home and we are complaining, right? So at some level it is normal. And yet at the same time, the Sharia has come very clearly, very explicitly discouraging us from constantly moaning and groaning and you know, just giving your shakwas to everybody. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises the prophets for not complaining. When Ya'qub alayhi salam, when his children came to him with, with the story of Yusuf and whatnot, what did he say? What did Ya'qub say? Who can tell me? I'm not complaining to you. Don't think I'm complaining to you. I am complaining to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Innama ashku shikaya to Allah, not to you. Allah praises Ya'qub for not complaining to his own sons. He's complaining to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when the incident of Ta'if happened and the Prophet was tortured, he was ridiculed, he was covered in blood, stones were pelted at him, his tongue was silent. When he went away from the people, outside of their earshot, what was the first thing that he said? The first part of the dua. Allahumma ilayka ashku. Oh Allah, to you I complain. Subhanallah. He was away from the earshot of men. Nobody could hear him. Then he says, Oh Allah, I complain to you. So complaining to Allah is the essence of Iman. We've said this multiple times, you should all know. Complaining to Allah means you open up your heart to Allah. And you say to Allah, Oh Allah, you see what is happening. Oh Allah, this is difficult for me. Oh Allah, you can save me. This is complaining to Allah. I've said before, complaining about Allah is kufr, astaghfirullah. Complaining to Allah is iman. Okay, today's khatira is not about complaining to Allah. It's about complaining to mankind. Complaining to the makhluk. Now when it comes to the complaining to the makhluk, complaining to the creation, this is something that generally speaking, the default ruling is that it is makruh. Makruh means what? Makruh means you're not going to go to Jahannam. It's not sinful. Allah's not going to punish you. But you're not doing something that you should do. The default of complaining to mankind is that it should be avoided. However, even though this is the default, at times, 
complaining becomes wajib. At times it is mustahab. At times it is mubah. At times it is makruh. At times it is haram. And at times it becomes even kufr. There's a whole spectrum. The highest level when, when complaining becomes wajib and even ibadah is when you complain to Allah. This is ibadah. Complaining to Allah, you will be rewarded. It is a sign of iman. Complaining to Allah is the essence of iman. Complaining to the creation is sometimes wajib. When will it be wajib? When the reason for the complaint is to stop the evil of another person. To prevent an evil person harming another person, you complain to the authorities. You complain to the government. You complain to somebody who can stop injustice to another person. This is now wajib. You can't just sit back and say, oh, I cannot. This is not the complaint that is makruh. No, no, no. Now you must because you are protecting from the evil of somebody else. So this is a type of complaint. It is wajib. Complaining can also be like mustahab or mubah and that's when it is your haq, not somebody else's haq. When your haq, you want to get it back. When your haq, your rights, somebody has done dhulm to you, it is up to you. If you want, you can leave it to Allah on the Day of Judgment. If you want, you can let Allah reward you. If you want, you can take it to court. If you want, so it's more open when you are the one involved. Sometimes it's mustahab, sometimes it is mubah. When will complaining be kufr? Let's go to the opposite before we work our way inwards. When will complaining be kufr? Complaining will be kufr. Complaining will actually be against iman when the complaint is harboring resentment against Allah. When a person's complaining actually has a level of like, why is this happening to me? It's not fair. That complaining is not just makruh. When your complaining challenges Allah's qadr, now you have left makruh and you are now getting into a rejection of iman. How can you say it's not fair? How can you say, why is this happening to me? Now, this is not just mere complaining. This is affecting your aqidah and your iman. And that is beyond what is acceptable. And complaining will be haram, not kufr, but haram. When you are saying something haram or getting something haram for somebody, when your complaint itself is not correct, when you exaggerate in your complaint, there's an element of lying involved, or when you're getting something that is not yours because of a complaint, then you have used a complaint for haram, it becomes haram. But as we said, the default is makruh. And makruh means you should not be doing it. But you're not going to be punished. So I want to be very clear here because we're not talking about a major sin. We're not talking about a kabira. We're not talking about something that will get you punished. But to be technical, we are talking about something that goes against the perfection of iman. When something bad happens to you and you make a big Facebook post just to get the complaints of the, uh, get to the pity of the people, right? When you go and tell everybody, oh, you know, this is happening to me and whatnot. So essentially what complaining does here is the equivalent of begging for mercy. You're not begging for dollars. You're not begging for charity. But actually you are begging for charity. What type of charity are you begging for? People's sympathy. And therefore our sharia has come and told us it is not dignified. It is not befitting for the Muslim to even go around about a worldly issue, go to every stranger, every person, and just, you know, get their pity and compassion. 
Just like if you're in a financial crisis, you don't go around and say, hey, everybody, can you help me? You go here and there. It's just not dignified. And the complaint should be restricted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you look at the entirety of the seerah, it is truly, I mean, one of the things that is I find the most, you know, amazing, despite all the persecution that happened to the Prophet he never once complained. It is truly amazing. Never once did he complain. Why are you doing this to me? How dare you do this to me? Have you no shame? Look at what you're doing. Never once did his tongue utter a complaint to a makhluk, against a makhluk. Never. For the sake of getting their pity, never. The entirety of the seerah, never. And this is the perfection of iman. Now, is it impossible to complain without getting makru? No. Complaining can also be mubah. Complaining can be permitted. When can it be permitted? Well, let me give you some examples from the uh, seerah. Uh, let me quote you Ibn al-Jawzi uh, before I get there. Ibn al-Jawzi says, Our great scholars of the Salaf, they would consider complaining to the creation as makruh. They would hate it. Karaha. He didn't say haram. You're not going to go to Jahannam. Allah is not going to punish you. No, our scholars would hate it. They would consider it to be makruh. And then Ibn Qayyim says, even though when you complain, you feel a sense of relief in complaining, you feel relieved, but it is an indication of your own weakness. And it shows your own dhul. You have to lower yourself. And it shows your own da'af. And it is an indication that you don't have izzat and nafs, your dignity. It is an indication you don't have dignity. So that's why our scholars of the past did not like complaining. Now, when is complaining okay, permitted? We learn from the seerah, at times the Prophet ﷺ said statements that might be interpreted as complaints. But they're not the complaints that are makruh. For example, he once said to Aisha radiallahu anha, that I still find the pain of the meat that I ate at Khaybar that was poisoned. You know, you remember the story of Khaybar that uh, Yahudiya tried to assassinate? You know, she put some uh, poison in the meat and the Prophet took one bite and Jibreel came and said, spit it out. And so he spit it out. And so uh, he was saved from that, but that bite caused him, you know, stomach pains and whatnot. And a year later, before his passing, وسلم, he said to Aisha, I still find the pain of that poison, you know, in me. And we also find, for example, that uh, Aisha radiallahu, or Umm Salama radiallahu anha, that in the incident of Hudaybiyah, when the Prophet commanded the Sahaba to shave their hair and they didn't do anything, he went back and he said to Umm Salama that I told you know, them to do this and they didn't do this. This is, it can be interpreted as a type of complaint. It, some can say, isn't this a complaint? Like a bad day, something happens, you go and complain. And the few days before he passed away, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he entered in and Aisha radiallahu anha had a headache. And Aisha was holding her head and she was saying, wa ra'sah, wa ra'sah. This is the Arabic fusha of saying, oh my head, oh my head. You say, wa ra'sah, oh my head. And the Prophet ﷺ smiled, held on to his head, and he said, No, no, O Aisha, not you. Rather, wa ra'sa, rather, O my head. So one can say, Is this a complaint? 
But if you look at all of these three, you find, and others, I just give you examples of these three, there's many more you can find. All of these three are not under the category of makruh. They're under the category of mubah. Why? Because look at it. In the first instance, when the Prophet ﷺ is talking about the poison of Khaybar, this is a statement of fact. He's not eliciting Aisha's sympathy anha. He's not wanting any pity. He's simply saying something that is factually true. And the equivalent would be, for example, if you go to the doctor, and the doctor says, is it hurting? Where is it hurting? Here, you don't apply the principle complaining is makru. No, no doctor, everything is fine. No, you have to tell the doctor where it's hurting you, right? You're not getting pity from the doctor. You are explaining, you are telling, you are informing. Here the principle doesn't apply, there is no complaining, right? It becomes mubah, you in fact maybe, maybe even mustahab. You should tell the doctor. The makruh complaining is when the complaining is meant for spiritual begging. This is when it's makruh. When you want pity from the makhluk, it becomes makruh. But to say something that is a little bit negative, and there's no, you don't want the pity. There is no karah. It is completely mubah. And this is what the Prophet is doing in this, for example. The next example of Umm Salama, this is not a complaint, this is getting advice. What do you think I should do? And Umm Salama gave him advice. Ya Rasulullah, why don't you do such and such? You shave your own head, they're gonna follow. So he's coming to her like we might go, you know, oh, I had a bad day, my boss did this. And the reason is, let me air out what happened. Maybe you can tell me. Maybe you can help me and see another perspective. Maybe you can tell me something I can do. Here, once again, the niyyah is not spiritual compassion or pity. The niyyah is, what do you think I should do? And that's what Umm Salama, she responded. And as for the incident of Aisha wa Ra'sa, this is a classic example of the Prophet cheering her up because she didn't know he was about to pass away. She didn't know that he's in the pangs of death, right? And she had a headache. And so the Prophet is making her laugh, cheering her up. You're not the one in pain, I'm the one in pain. Your pain is nothing, I'm the one in pain. I should be saying wa Ra'sa. It's not meant for pity, it's meant for cheering her up. Point is, if you go over the entire seerah, any example you find, it's actually an example that is not eliciting pity, not eliciting the type of yani, spiritual uh, compassion. No, it's just uh, one of the categories that I have mentioned. Now the question arises though, and here's the delicate issue. What do we do when we want that pity and compassion? Because in the end of the day, and I'm going to be very clear here, indeed the Prophet is the perfect role model. But me and you cannot get to that level of perfection. That is 100% perfect. We, if we get to 80, 70, 60, we're very close, right? So again, I reiterate because I want to be very precise in my wordings. At some level, it is impossible for us average folks to not vent to those whom we love. It's, and in fact, the beauty, in this incident of Aisha radiallahu anha, we kind of get this. She's, oh my head, oh my head. It helps when the loved ones come, right? But the Prophet did not begin this. So you can be an Aisha radiallahu anha. And it's human nature. I hope you understand what I'm saying here. That don't let the shaitan's waswasa get to you that if you do complain, you're not an evil person, you're not a bad person. But factually speaking, minimize. And without a doubt, 
being a little bit more open to your closest family is different than going in the public, right? Without a doubt, you know, being a little bit lax with your spouse, with your children, with your loved ones, that's not the same as doing it in public. So point of today's khatira is to monitor the whole point of complaining and to realize that, yeah, at some level, it's human nature to share one's burden. It's human nature to, you know, get some relief, but try your best to minimize and try your best to control. For example, Musa alayhi salam, when he's traveling with Yusha, you know, he's tired. What does he say? Musa says, um, Musa says, Musa says, this journey has made us really tired. It's human nature, but there's no begging for pity because Yusha is just as tired as him. Yusha is just as tired. He's walking the same walk, right? So when you verbalize something that is painful and everybody is in the same pain, it helps. It's therapeutic, isn't it, right? So Musa says, I'm tired. We're all tired. This is not something wrong it's human nature but again when you open this door to start begging for pity then you are getting into makruh so to conclude and summarize brothers and sisters at some level it is humanly impossible to maintain complete radio silence and if it happens then khair, it is what it is but we must actively attempt to control and minimize especially as the circle grows larger our tongue should grow more silent especially when you get to acquaintances and strangers then the more silent you should be and even amongst family and friends the more you control the better the sign of iman and taqwa to conclude what are some of the benefits of not complaining first benefit when you don't complain you are demonstrating your heart is attached to the khaliq and not the makhluq. Because the makhluq cannot benefit you. Their pity will not solve your problems. Understand this point. Their pity is sadaqah. That is useless. It'll make you feel good, but your problem will not go away. So why would you go to the makhluq who cannot solve your problem? Go to the khaliq. That's why Yaqub says, I'm not complaining to you. Don't even think I'm complaining to you. I'm complaining to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the perfection of iman. So number one, your heart will be attached to Allah and not to the creation. Number two, in doing so, you learn patience. فَصَبْرٌ jamil. A part of sabrun jamil, our scholars say, is to not complain. فَصَبْرٌ جَمِيلٌ Not complain. And you learn to master the art of sabrun jamil when you don't complain. Number three, when you don't complain, you maintain your dignity. You maintain your dignity. Because when you start complaining, what happens? You lose your dignity. People don't. The self-respect is gone. And number four, as we said, the one who constantly complains, people turn away from him. People don't like him. You lose your friends and acquaintances. You become the negative person, the negative energy. You become the person nobody wants to be around because you haven't demonstrated positive iman. And the final point, when you don't complain, you are walking in the footsteps of the greatest of all people, that is the prophets of Allah. So the more you control your tongue, the more you minimize your complaints, the closer you are to the perfection of iman. So we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us all the tawfiq and the sabr to be able to grant us to control 
control our tongues. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to minimize our complaints to the makhluk and to maximize our complaints to him. We ask Allah to bless us and to make our affairs easy and to grant us afiyah. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala bi Muhammadin wa ali wa sahbi ajma'in. إن المسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات والقانتين والقانتات والصادقين والصادقات والصابرين والصابرات والخاشعين والخاشعات والخاشعين والخاشعات والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما